Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. A good Saturday afternoon here at Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from Marketplace leaders. I am your host, Bob Lambert, and I'm also the founding partner of Samurai Business Group, where we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, and small mid-market companies and their sales teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At the Samurai Business Group, we're here to put the win back in your sales. And boy, I'll tell you, I've got a fabulous guest. He's been on several times over the eight years that we've had this, but I love having him every single time because he is just stuffed with a whole bunch of wisdom. And today is no exception because we got a hot subject today. I want to introduce you to Dale Vermillion. He is the president and CEO of Vermillion Consulting. And what's really important about that, he's calling in all the way from Miramar, Florida Beach. So, uh, Dale, welcome. Bob, always great to be with you. Thanks for having me, and uh, just great to be together again. Thank you. And a lot of our listeners might remember you from your days on Moody, because you were a regular visitor on Moody, uh, you know, in sharing your wisdom about mortgage, and boy, all the ups and downs, and and uh, we're in those kind of times already, right? <laughs> well, we are, and I'm, I'm still uh, fortunately still doing that. I do a monthly program uh, through a thing called Money Wise um, on Moody Radio, so trying to still impart God's wisdom and you know and, and how to how to get out of debt. Hopefully, it's like getting into it like, <laughs> like it's so easy to do. Absolutely. Hey, you know you uh, you really inspire me with a quote that you gave. Why don't you share your quote with uh, with the audience? Which quote are you referring to? The one others <laughs> first. <laughs> the others first philosophy. Others first, got it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we you know we we started our I started my company twenty six years ago. Um, we are a training company, you know, very much like you, we've built a, a selling system and leadership system and a service system for the mortgage industry specifically, because right. that's where I spent almost four decades. And everything we do is built on what we call our others first philosophy. Others first is based on Philippians 2, 3, and 4, which simply says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in all things with humility, value others above yourself, look it up of their interests and not your own. And the amazing thing about it, Bob, is that I have now trained almost 700 companies across the country in 26 years, imparting that philosophy within these companies, and people are wearing others first wristbands, T-shirts. You know, we've got people all over the country that, that call themselves others first loan officers. Many of them aren't even believers, but they're trying to figure out where that's coming from, and it's just a great form of evangelism. Oh, and man. just a great philosophy because it's <laughs> biblical philosophy, and that's uh. the only philosophy we, we buy into. Amen, brother. Talk about discipleship. Holy smokes. <laughs> that is wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Hey, let's just take our, our audience back a little bit and get them familiar with Dale. Did you come out a bounce a baby Christian boy? <laughs> no, I, I came out the opposite. <laughs> I came out the sinner that we all are. Yeah, okay. You know what? Uh, grew up in, in northern Illinois, yep. you know, close to where you're at, up in Fox Lake, Illinois. Uh, lived, lived there for almost 45 years um, in the Chicagoland area, but I grew up um, in a in a non Christian household. 
Uh, got married to my wife, Laurel, almost 30, 30 years ago. Uh, we were both, neither of us were believers um, at that time. We started uh, having children, and we decided, you know what, might be a good idea to go to church just because it looked good for the kids. <laughs> and you know what, God had a whole other idea. He wasn't bringing us for the kids. He was bringing us for the two of us, and yeah. we had a radical transformation way back almost 30 years ago. And you know what, life's never been the same since. We, uh, we, we have just seeing him work in so many incredible ways in our in our lives and we're so grateful for it. Yeah, amen, brother. And you and I got to meet through a, a dear friend of mine also, Clark Newoff. So uh, he right. was the one that introduced right. me to you and kept telling me about you. I said, well, doggone it, let's just get us get it together. And it's been quite a while now since, because uh, you were still living or going back and forth, as I recall, back and forth to Florida. So it's been probably. Yeah, we've been in Florida yeah. almost 15 years. So yeah. you and I have known each other at least 20. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I'm sure we have, man. <laughs> I love it. But you know, when a plan comes together like this, you know. <laughs> Hey, you know, I know that one of the things that you want to make sure people, you know, get out of today is some of the, the takeaways. Why don't you share with our folks some of the takeaways you'd like to get out of this segment today? Well, there, there's three things that I think that are really important that I wanted to share today. The first one is that, you know, as believers in the workplace, we, we should understand, and, and I try to remind myself that evangelism is we've been everything we do. We, we are on mission anytime mm-hmm. we're working, anytime we're living and breathing, we're on mission. But particularly in our workplace, I think it's just, you know, the, the marketplace ministry to me is, is the most incredible opportunity to um, share God's love, God's truth, and, and, and to introduce people to Jesus just in the way that we work and live and do things. Yeah. Um, and I think the key to that is making sure that we are living lives that are integrated and balance in that as best as we can. A friend of mine, Ron Jensen, who wrote a book called Achieving Authentic Success, incredibly amazing man, made this quote that I love. He said, personality is what we are in public. Character is what we are in private, and integrity is when the two are the same. And, wow. and I always love wow. that quote because, oh, man. you know, that, that's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live in, in, in our workplace, no matter what our workplace is, no matter what our influence is, whether it's Three people, a hundred people. I've had the, the incredible privilege of literally training over a million people in my career, and I just remind myself daily that my job is is to treat people the best I possibly can, but most importantly, show them a glimpse of Jesus. I think that's really the key in everything we do. So, as I I, I missed the last part, but personality is what we do in public, character is what we do in private, and what's, what's the last yep. one you said? Uh, integrity is when the two are the same. Integrity when the two are the same. Boy, I love that. And who would you say did, said that? Uh, Dr. Ron Jensen. Lauren Jensen? Ron Jensen. Oh, Ron, okay. That's great. Well, I'm going to yeah. use that one. Okay, great. Uh, man, that, says, that speaks it all right there, buddy. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, when you really, really think about that, because you're right. And that's how we're showing. And how are we showing up? Uh, you know, I got to tell you, it was three guys that, because as you know, I was in the desert for 36 years and uh, it was through three guys that didn't even know each other. They were executives in different companies. And there was just something unique about these guys, the way they walked, the way they talked, the, how they treated people, their family lives and everything. I never connected the dots. They never processed, they never talked about faith at all. Uh, it was just the way that they showed up in their walk. And uh, it was actually a guy here in Chicago, let me the Lord, but you know, uh, then I connected the dots, you know, and I said, I want some of that, you know. <laughs> so yep. I think it was St. George or one of them that said, you know, go out and spread the, uh, the gospel, use words if necessary. 
Um, I, think right. we, I think we do have to use words, but I think we sometimes, uh, you know, do that in a way that could be off-putting or that people don't get it. So I'm with you, four square. And again, with uh, the the obligation we have as Christian business leaders, we really, and more importantly today, Dale, than ever, I believe, is with our young people because they're watching us. They're watching that walk. Yes. And what yes. boy, I'll tell you, Absolutely. and if you're going to be speaking something and and you better be walking that walk. Now, no, none of us are perfect. You know, certainly I'm not. But uh, nope. I am very mindful that I'm being watched and that that is yep. a witness to people as to how. Well, it, I'll, I'll tell know. you a, a great story around yeah. this. Um, you know, I've got lot, so many of them from the years I've traveled and, and, and spoke and done those things. But my favorite of all time, uh, I had this, this uh, guy that I met years ago. He went through some training courses that I did. And we got to know each other. And, and he, exactly to your point, he just one day said, can I drive you to the airport? I'm like, sure. So on the way to the airport, he said, I just, I need to ask you. Like, I see things in you that I just, I, I, I they, they're appealing to me. And I need to know what those are. So that's simple. That's Jesus. Mm. I shared the gospel with him. He asked me to pull over and pray with him on the way to the airport. I wow. He, he accepted Christ on the spot. Now, wow. I come back for the next, the next trip three weeks later. He walks up and he says, I mean, read my Bible like you recommended, and says I should be baptized. I said, you should. He said, well, <laughs> would you do it? I said, I'd be glad to. He said, well, when should we do it? And I literally, true story, uh, I look out the window, Robert, and there is a pond next to the building. Oh, wow. I said, well, there's a pond, there's a pond right there. We can do it today if you want. And he said, I'll go home and get my swing trunks. Now, I am not kidding you. I baptized him in the pond next to the building. Oh, my goodness. And all 300 employees of the company were up against the glass watching because this guy was known as kind of the, the guy that was kind of wild and crazy, and they're all like, Dale is baptizing this guy in the pond next door. <laughs> we ended up in the next two years, 16 of their managers out of 18 got saved in the next two years. Oh, my goodness. We started a Bible study there. It was amazing, and it all spawned from that one guy because he saw something different. He asked the question, and you know what? God did all the work. It was really cool. Well, you know, that, you're absolutely right. I had a, a, a kind of a chilling experience myself with a young gentleman. Actually, he was on the show here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he was from New York, and, and I was networking with him because people know I'm a big networker, and I'll, I'll help anybody. And, and so that's like about five or six years ago. And so we're sitting at lunch and all that. And I carry a card around about the show, and I didn't get into any faith conversation with him because I didn't know where he stood. Uh, ends up that he was Jewish. But I, I just gave him this card, <clears throat> and I said, hey, I got this radio uh, podcast program. Maybe we want to take a listen to it sometime. And sure enough, he did. Well, that led him on his path that I can share with you. Two years ago, he came to the Lord, and uh, I didn't wow. know anything about it. I mean, he invited me out to lunch just to tell me that. And, uh, you know, I will take absolute credit because, as you know, we plant the seed. You let somebody else comes along the next way and waters it, and then God helps grow yep. it, right? And that's been my, right. that's the way I look at it is I, I leave it to God or somebody else down the road. I'm not here to take in, you know, uh, for a body count. But uh, I okay. certainly am here, and, and I'm here to, like you, spread the seed. And I sprinkle, I, I'll sprinkle scripture in my presentations every once in a while, just, you know, not intentionally, but it's relevant to what yep. I'm talking about. And I've had, I can't tell you how many people I've had come up to me afterwards, uh, you know, uh, after some of those, and. They'll come and say, hey, Bob, uh, I'm just curious. Are you a Christian? <laughs> I said, you bet I am. You know, <laughs> so, I thought so. Just the word you were, the way you were talking, I thought so. You know, I said, yeah, there you go. I love it. Pretty cool. We got to get take a break, folks. We're going to be right back with my special guest, Dale Vermillion. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my special guest, Dale Vermillion, the present CEO of Vermillion Consulting Incorporated, and he's calling us here from Miramar Beach, Florida today. Wow. Hey, Dale, we left off with a pretty good story, and then off uh, when we were off the uh, line here a little bit, you, you uh, kind of added a little bit more to that story about the gentleman that you baptized and I don't know what you said, 17 other people or something like that, but uh, tell our listeners what else happened with that gentleman. Well, it turned out that uh, we became such good friends after that that he asked me to uh, to do the, the marriage when him and his wife got married. <laughs> so I got to do the ceremony, which is pretty cool. And even that was a cool story because he had set up all of this plan in the backyard. Um, he had a, this beautiful setup out of his house. Uh, a, um, a drenching storm came in right at the time he was supposed to get married. And they were both, of course, frustrated. I said, you know what? It's okay. You've got this little living room that looks like a chapel, so we're going to move the furniture out. We're going to make that the chapel. We're going to marry you there, and here's the plan. From now on, if you guys have a fight, you got to go in that place where you got married, and the agreement is you can't ever fight. you got to make up in that place. I love it. Day, they still go in there to make up. So, I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> you know, that reminds me of some wisdom I got when, I, when we got married. We had two... Uh, Waterford crystal goblets uh, as part of the wedding ceremony, you know, and also you know the toasts afterwards. And uh, the uh, uh, pastor really shared with us. He said, "Look, he said, anytime you guys are into a fight, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go get those goblets. I want you to fill them up with whatever beverage you want to, and you do not talk to each other until those goblets are empty." <laughs> And go. that was his way of counting to 10, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will have to share with you, there's only been a couple occasions where it was that bad where we had to get those goblets out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very blessed. I got, I'm got. i coming up on 34 years uh, married to my bride. Congratulations. So, yeah, That's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's, so it's, uh, we've been very blessed that I haven't had a, many occasions to get that goblet out, you know. But anyway, well, listen, let's <clears throat> let's get into a little bit more here of some of the things that, you've experienced with all of this traveling you've done and all of these encounters that you've had and, and being able to disciple. You got any other stories that would stand out to you that over those many years you've been in business that uh, you've had the opportunity to share the gospel with people? You know, one of my favorite stories that I love to tell, I was on a flight to Columbus, Ohio many years ago, um, and I, I sat down in my seat, 7D, because I was sitting on the aisle, mm-hmm. um, and this, this guy came walking in. You know how you see people and you like know you're going to have a connection with them, but mm-hmm. you're just not sure how? Well, he was one of those guys. He was walking. It was a 6 a.m. flight, and I'm like thinking, oh, I think he's going to sit next to me. Well, he didn't. He sat two rows behind me and to the right. And when he got in, the lady who he sat next to, he was on the window. She was on the aisle. She looked at the dead man and said, Do you, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Oh. <laughs> he, he looked at the no, and for the next hour, she just oh my preached goodness. at him. Oh, my uh, goodness. The gospel. And I'm sitting in my chair, and I'm like, praying, Lord, you know what? Please soften that message up. Me, you know, if, if you can't give me a chance to talk to this guy, well, we leave the flight. You know how God's got a sense of humor. That night at 5 o'clock, I get on the flight to go back home. It's a one-day trip, and guess who comes walking on the plane? That guy. Oh, my goodness. Guess who CD hat? Right next to me. Oh, my Start goodness. Right oh, my gosh. So he comes oh. out, he says, weren't you on the flight this morning? I go, yeah. He goes, did you see that woman? Like, I said, yeah. He said, you know what? She, like, the whole time told me about Jesus. 
then I leave. I go on this interview for a job. I sit down with my new boss. He starts telling me about Jesus. I don't know what's going on today. And I'm grinning ear to ear. And he goes, are you going to start telling me about Jesus? I go, actually, I am. God <laughs> called me as the third one in line. And, and I, I had a great conversation with him. You know, I didn't have to. I, I didn't have to go too deep because he'd already gotten it twice. I yeah, right. Basically, let him know that God loved him and said, "Look, you're in God's sights. You're not getting out. I can tell you that right now. You are going to be his child." And when he when we left on a handshake, um, I did not get a chance to pray with him. Uh, I would have loved to, but you know that's that's up to the Lord. But I can I can assure you to this day that man's walking as, as, a, as a saved person. I'm sure of that. Oh, so my goodness. I always love that story. Oh, what a great story. Yeah, you're right. You know, God's got the plan, doesn't he? And uh, he does. The only, thing, the only thing is, why doesn't he give us the plan ahead of time, you know? It's amazing, Dale, how things have unfolded. Just the fact that, you know, uh, me being on the radio, having the show, that was God's plan. I was really in a crisis of calling, you know, after I came to the Lord, and I, I just didn't know where he wanted me. Well, he'd been setting it up the whole time because, you know, I spent a decade in C12, and learning how you incorporate your faith and work. And so yep. when I shared that with uh, one of the gentlemen who used to work with the station here, it actually was my wingman for a couple of years, uh, you know, he looked at me and he says, Bob, we got an opening at noon to 1 o'clock on AM 1160. Why don't you host a show talking about how you integrate your faith and work? And I looked at him and going, what? I said, I know I got the face for radio. I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know I had the voice for it. He started <laughs> laughing. And I swear to goodness. The next words out of my mouth, Dale, I had no conscious recollection of saying it just came out. And I said, well, what do we have to do to make something like that happen? That was in July of 13. By October, the end of October is when we launched the show. And guess what? Guess who my guests were for a whole year? They were my brothers in C12, brothers and sisters in C12. So, you know, that's what he had the plan for, man. (laughs) You know? And that wasn't a stretch it's because, I, yeah, I knew all those people. Uh, you know, we got pretty deep with, uh, you know, our faith and also work and our businesses. And so it was just like sitting down with old friends, having a chat, you know. <laughs> it was really great. Just like well, this, you know, you know. That's a great lesson for, for anybody listening, any younger people listening today um, who, you know, you, you're, you're looking for the answers. and You're looking for those things. The benefit of you and I at our age and, and the place we're at in life, we can look back now over our life and we can see the countless times yep. that God had a plan yep. and how, you know, we didn't get it at the time. We didn't understand it, but you know what? Now it's, it's much clearer to us and it's an encouragement to young people who are listening to your show to just trust in him and, and, and just follow the calling that he puts on your life and let him work through it. And he will be faithful and he will. And it, it's just a neat thing. when I, I love hearing stories like that where, you know, your life just, just was so radically changed and he yeah. had a purpose the whole time in it, in the very same. Well, you know, the, the even more uh, revealing thing was when I had to do an exercise when I was a C12, we had to spend a weekend, and we had to take two-foot pieces of butcher paper rec- re- represent a decade of our life. We had to paste those on the wall and put a, a mean line through the center of that, and above that we were with the Lord, and below that we weren't. I had three and a half sections of that on the wall that I was, I was not walking with the Lord. And of course, I'm the oldest guy wow. in the room, so I had the most stuff up there on the ta- on there. And I can tell you, Dale, it was really revealing when I had to go through that exercise just how saved I got because I shouldn't be sitting here doing this. I shouldn't even be on this earth right now. I mean, there's there's yeah. some things that you know, yeah. uh, 
yeah, I don't go into gruesome detail on, but, you know, I, I shouldn't be here. And it was because of the Lord. Yep. And so how I depicted, because I used to be an amateur, do a little amateur art, I depicted the whole bottom of that whole graft with footsteps, you know, the foot, footprints in the sand. And for that three and a yep. half decades right there, I was taking, and those, those, that's when I was getting carried. So I know he's real. He was carrying me through yep. that whole you know, thing. Yep. So, but you only see that afterwards, right? You don't, he doesn't lay the plan in front of you and say, hey, you know, I've got plans for you, but he doesn't show it that's to you. Exactly right. <clears throat> so what well, I've found, though, is you've got to be obedient. I mean, you've got to believe in it every single day that things are going to work for his will and that you have to be obedient to it. Tough thing to yeah. do, you know, especially for a couple A-types like us, you know, because we're used to having our hand on the wheel, <laughs> you know. That's right. And, uh, That's right. Yeah, one more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I had to learn to let go of that. Hey, well, listen, let's uh, let's tease the folks here a little bit. We're going to give away today uh, on the show, and you have to call us at area code 312-210-0603. Text me with the keyword mortgage. And Dale has been generous enough that he's going to give away uh, two books today. Anybody text me that message at 312-210-0603 with the keyword mortgage is going to receive a fabulous copy of his book, Navigating the Mortgage Maze. And boy, I'll tell you, today is a actually a really terrific subject. Dale, just really quickly before we have to get another break in here, uh, who is the ideal client that you serve as far as the audience and with your business and your consulting services? Who do you serve? So I work, I work with lenders all across the nation. So from the, the large banks and, and, and large mortgage institutions to mid-sized credit unions and lenders across the nation, that's, that's who I work with. And I train their loan officers and I train their operations staff and I work with their leaders on how to build a better, more customer-centric type of business so that they can really serve their customers better. And I teach them the principles that I actually put in that book to help consumers make wise choices and decisions in their mortgage transactions and, and avoid getting taken advantage of. So um, that, that's really who I serve. And so obviously there's some problems that you'd help take the, to take care of for them, right? <laughs> what there, was, there is. I yeah, mean, what's some of the problems that you, that you find that you have to help them with? Well, you know, simple ones. You know, if, if you look at, at Romans 13, uh, 6, it says, Oh, nothing to anybody except for your obligation to love one another, which mm-hmm. is a verse that we all want to live by. But, you know, to own a home in the United States, most people aren't paying cash for those homes. They're going to have to finance those. And the right. mistake that so many people make is they finance for way longer terms than they should. That's a simple thing to fix. Like, right. you know, I've, I've preached for 26 years as a consultant that no lender should even offer a 30-year term, that it should be 25, 20, 15, 10, right. whatever is affordable to that consumer that matches up their long-term goals to yeah. get them out of debt faster so they can live a freer life. So that's one simple principle. Things like budgeting, helping mm. their, their clients to budget before they ever get a mortgage and they're not buying a home they can't afford. That's right. one of the biggest mistakes made in the mortgage arena. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the kind of things that I teach them to help their clients with. Yeah. I think some of that, and we'll get into the next segment, is, is kind of driven as to how they get paid too, right? The mortgage lender, you know? So it, 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 It's a little bit, but yeah. you know, the term, it doesn't matter. They're going to get paid the same whether it's a 30-year term or a 20-year term. It's much better for the consumer if they can get them on a shorter-term loan that yep. gets them out of debt quicker yep. and creates that freedom. 
All right, hey, folks, you guys stay tuned for the next segment because I'm going to really unleash Dale with the, his wisdom of what's going on in the markets today and how you can avoid some of these pitfalls. But again, I want you to check us out out there at faithmarketplace.com. we got lots of stuff out there. Also, i got a big bag of goodies to give away. So if you text me at 312-210-0603 with the word goodies, I will get back to you and I'll reach in my bag and get something in your hands. We're going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Dale Vermillion, the president and CEO of Vermillion Consulting. And boy, if you've missed the first two uh, episodes here we had, my goodness, what the stories and what he brought was just phenomenal as far as discipleship, getting out there and really spreading the gospel for people in you know, in a nice way, in a way that is through storytelling, in a way that just, you know, you can bring things up. Oftentimes I found that I get in conversation about people, if there was a particular message at church or a devotional I read, and it seems like it's appropriate or, you know, relevant, then I interject that into conversation. It's amazing how you can really just start a conversation with people that you don't have to go, you know, being overt about it. So anyway, hey, Dale, um, one of the things that I want to uh, to get into and, and share with the audience, particularly with your practice, because you're very well known nationwide, but what makes your business kind of unique and has you worked on this over this all these years? What's made you unique? You know, I, I think that probably the thing that most makes us unique is that I, I, you know, the good Lord has blessed me with the opportunity to to work with so many people. I have literally trained over a million people in my career and worked with, you know, as I mentioned, almost 700 companies. So what, what I teach to the clients that I work with is the best practices of the best producers and those people that are the most successful that I've met in all of those years in what I call a best practices mindset. And, and mm. it's a really powerful business concept because what happens in business is we bring people in and we kind of just, we teach them the basics and we let them do what they do. And we don't bring them together to say, wait a minute, if everybody's doing the same basic job and there's 20 functions within a job, here's what I know. Each person that there's one person that does each function the very best on the entire team. Right. The way you build great teams is you get those people together and say, let's, let's look at each function and figure out who does that the best. And let's build a best practices approach so that everybody can achieve at the highest levels. And I have walked into many companies where, you know, you have the t- normal 80-20 rule, yep. 80% of your production from 20% of your people. And I've looked at all the reverse 80-20 rule where 80% of the people are at the highest level and the other 20% are working their way up. And wow. that's what you want to have within a wow. structure. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's a challenge today, you know, getting everybody on the same page and doing some of this stuff. What are some of the techniques or strategies that you've used to make sure people get this and understand how that works? Well, the first thing is good communication. The number one problem that I see in corporate America is is just a lack of communication. You know, managers don't have daily meetings with their people. If you're a manager, you should be meeting with your people every single morning, Mm -hmm. not more than 15 minutes to just establish a game plan, make sure they're motivated. Make sure they're excited about their day. Make sure they know what the plan is and the goals are and help direct them towards that. And then stay in contact with them throughout the day. Create checkpoints in the day to make sure they don't get off track. You know, employees are like children. Yep. Well, (laughs) yeah. They have to clean their room. 
You they don't clean the room. They get they get off on an off sheet. You got to bring them back and say, "Are you are you getting your room clean?" Well, no, I'm not. Okay, let's get you back on track. Well, let's you know, get you moving. And, and those simple things make a difference. Yeah, you know, I, I again, I'm just going to throw it out there. But is turnover high turnover a problem in the mortgage industry? Huge, yeah. huge problem in the mortgage industry. Yeah, anytime you got commission sales, I mean, you, you deal with salespeople all the yep. time. Yep. And anytime you've got a high stress industry, which yep. the mortgage business is, with lots of market shifts, you're going to have a lot of turnover. So you've got to build consistency in your people by making sure they're as well trained <clears throat> as they can possibly be. Right. You know, it's unfortunate. A lot of people just look at training as an event. It's an ongoing thing. You know, you got to be sharpening the saw all the time. Yeah. I, I use the analogy, yeah, particularly right. with, you know, with my business, it's like my training is like SEAL Team 6. You know, <laughs> the reason we get yeah. the results we do is because it's a year-long program. And even when I go into companies, at minimum, it's got to be six months because it, it's a, the adult learning model, how they take information in. But also, you know, it's <clears throat> I couldn't do it in a day or two days because it'd be like trying to drink from a fire hose. People got to absorb it. They've then being able to, to practice it and do it in their context of their business. So, um, you know, that's kind of the basic stuff that us, but it gets results. It's just that people oh, have to have the mindset that this is not an event. You know, this is an ongoing thing, just like SEAL Team 6. I don't know if you know, and you probably do, but SEAL Team 6 members have to earn their position all the time. It's not a given. To be able to be at that highest level, they have to continually be earning their position or they're gone or, That's right. or they drop down That's to right. another one. So, Hey, listen, let's get in before, before I run out of time here, what's some of the tips and the wisdom and some of the things you can share with our audience today about the current market and what's going on? Well, interest rates, as you may know, have dropped back down again to uh, record lows once again. So if you haven't already taken advantage of the refinance opportunities out there, you might want to be looking at that right now. 15 year rates hit the lowest in history just a couple weeks ago. Uh, they've been bouncing in, in the ones, believe it or not, and the low twos. Wow. Um, if you're looking at 15-year financing and the mid twos, if you're 30-year financing. So, look, uh, number one is, you know, check out what's going on in, in the marketplace from a rate standpoint. If you're looking to buy a home, we are starting to see a little bit more inventory in the, in the marketplace, which mm-hmm. means that there's a little bit more homes to look at, but it's still a very much a seller's market. So, right. as a buyer, what you want to make sure is that you are well-prepared, you do your homework, you know, make sure that you have all your documentation ready. Get a pre-approval before you make an offer, not a pre-qualification, because if you do that, you're going to be in a better position to get a contract with a seller, and that's really important. And always make sure you talk to two or three lenders. Always get comparative offers from two or three lenders so you make sure you get the best deal you possibly can. Yeah. Now, do you recommend working through a broker or a mortgage broker uh, to do that or not? I recommend a broker as one of the resources. Use your bank or your credit union if you're a member of either one of those. Okay. Try them as one of your resources. And always talk to your current mortgage holder if you already have a mortgage. Yeah. Those are the three primary ones you want to start with. Yeah, I'm sure um, they want to keep you, right? You, the current one wants to keep do. you. Yeah, so even well, if it's at a lower know. rate, you know. <laughs> That's right. And, and I know there's one pitfall that, that people do make. I actually made it was if you've already paid down the mortgage, let's say you've got 20 years left or something like that, and then you don't want to refinance at 30 years. So it's, right. you know, go that's back, another. Go, go to 20 or less. Right. You know, that's another unfortunate thing that I did one time that I, I paid dearly for. But uh, yeah, so you're saying these are historically low rates, and those, and, and they got to shop, they got to figure out what's going on out there. I've been hearing some crazy stories about people coming in and bidding houses up for like twenty, thirty thousand dollars over asking price. Is that is that oh, what you're into? Oh, hundred thousand dollars. Oh, in wow. Some cases, it's, wow. it's ridiculous. And 
So the number one rule today is before you buy a home, make sure you establish a budget. Do not exceed the payment that that budget is telling you that you need to have. Take the emotion out of it. Where people get in trouble right. in this marketplace is they get in those negotiating uh, you know, wars with another potential buyer, and all of a sudden it becomes an emotional decision. They go beyond what is comfortable for them, and they get themselves in trouble. Right. Draw right. your line in the sand. Don't move past it, and don't make it emotional. Make it based on a good <laughs> stewardship decision because it's God's money you're working with all the time. Yeah. How much of an impact, Dale, when they, they switched, you know, the amount that you can, the maximum amount you can take and write off or on your taxes uh, of your, uh, uh, you know, the interest you're paying? Um, how, how much of an impact has that had on, on uh, home buying? You know, it's had a pretty profound impact because what has happened is when they increased the standard deduction, uh, a lot of people did not take the itemized deduction, and they mm-hmm. actually should have. The last step that I looked at, projections were 7% of U.S. Home, uh, US homeowners are going to use their, their full deduction, mm-hmm. and closer to 30% should be. So that's something you really want to make sure you take a close look at. Yeah, yeah, I know, just filing a 10, you know, the, the typical way. Uh, any other tip here that you have for them that you're seeing as far as trends? How long do you think this is going to be stay? These these uh, rates are going to stay this way. Well, there's an old saying, Bob. You and I know it well. It goes like this: What goes up must come down. <laughs> uh, we just had our 119th month in a row of property value increase in the United States. That's never happened at, at any other time in the U.S. history, except for right after World War II. So look values are going to start dropping. They have to mm-hmm. in the next yeah. couple of years. So, right. you know, you, you got to understand you're at the top of the market. Make sure that you're wise in your decision. And, you know, the other thing is never, ever get a mortgage without having money in the bank for reserves. Never buy a home where you don't have at least three months mortgage payments put aside. These are just good, fundamental, biblical wisdom tips that will make a big difference for people in buying a home. Yeah, I agree, man. This is great. Uh, thank you so much, Dale, because these are... You know, this is stuff that people don't get educated on or get coached on, and all of a sudden they're they're deep up, jumping off the deep end, especially when they're the biggest purchases you're ever going to make in your life, you know. Hey, what yeah. words of wisdom would you have shared with your younger self? Oh, man. I think the number one thing is just every opportunity that you can learn from somebody who's smarter than you. know, Don't mm-hmm. ever think you're the smartest person in the room. I was guilty <laughs> of that for years. Right. <laughs> you know, all my pride would get in the way. And, and yep. I've learned in my later years, I am never the smartest guy in the room. I might think I am for a moment, and I'm reminded by God all the time that I'm not. Yeah. And if we can just learn from others, if we can seek out wisdom from people who have wisdom in areas we don't have and learn from that, Yep. Well, if I, if I don't learn that lesson as a young man, I would have done a lot better in a lot of areas of life. I well, amen, that. brother. Amen, amen. Hey, listen, folks, I want to make sure you get out there and text us at 312-210-0603 with the keyword mortgage. And Dale has been generous enough to give two of his books away. So the first two people that do that are going to get Navigating the Mortgage Maze uh, by Dale Vermillion. And uh, last question here real quick before we take a break, uh, Dale, is what's kind of interesting, funny, and cool about you? (laughs) (laughs) As I told you off uh, off air, um, I I have traveled between the four major airlines. I've traveled now about 15 million miles in my life, 600 times around the world. Oh, my goodness. I don't know a lot of people that have traveled that much, and I'm really happy I'm not doing it anymore except for getting in a 
in a car to go drive to fun places with my wife. That's the only kind of traveling I want to do. <laughs> well, folks, you got to stay tuned because we're coming back on, on a roundtable conversation, and it's a mystery subject. So you've got to come back for that because we're not going to let you know, and, and if you don't come back, you're going to miss out. We have a mystery subject that Dale and I are going to roundtable today here in the next segment. I want to encourage you again to get out there at faithmarketplace.com. Check us out. Also, I'm going to put a pitch in here for Samurai Business Group. So it's samuraibizbizgrp.com. Go out there and check us out and all the things that we offer people to really help them get more sales. I'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my special guest, Dale Vermillion, President and CEO of Vermillion Consulting, where he works with mortgage companies and lenders across the country. Boy, if you missed out in the segments, he had some really great wisdom tips that he gave about the current market, what's going on. We're at all-time rates right now, but you got to be thinking about this judiciously. I told you we're going to have a mystery subject. Daryl and I put our heads together. And the mystery subject today is time and how we use it and so on and so forth. Dale, kick us off. What's your feeling about this and what words of wisdom would you have for our listeners? Well, I, I believe it's the greatest commodity we have. You know, it's the one thing that you can't earn more of, buy more of, make more of. You, you're given a finite amount of time in your life, and it's what we do that makes all the difference. And I, I, I love the... Happen. I mean, you know, I, I ask people all the time, what's your routine? And I, and I define routine, if you take that and make an acrostic, R-O-U-T-I-N-E stands for regular overachievers understand time is never expendable. Once you waste it, you've lost it. So um, I always ask people, what are the three things you know, that you're doing in the morning to build mind, body, and spirit or during the course of the day? You know, what are you doing to plan out your day? Are you just getting up and responding and reacting to everything around you? Or do you have a proactive plan? Do you build a daily plan? Do you set priorities? You establish time blocks in your day and then build a schedule you can live around because if you do that, you're just going to accomplish a whole lot more life. Yeah, and you're going to have a whole, more, a whole lot more life to accomplish, <laughs> you know, because that's exactly right. As, Great as, point. as we said, you know, you got 1,466 minutes in a day. So if you lose, use the analogy, uh, somebody puts $1,466,000 in a bank account at midnight. You've got till the following, uh, you know, 12 o'clock to spend it all. And that's exactly what times is. Dale said it best. We can't save it up. We can't put it into the next day or whatever. So how are you doing that? How are you using that time? And obviously there's got to be blocks of time and then we got to be thinking about, you know, uh, I know for myself, the first thing in the morning before I, you know, jump out of bed, I'm thinking through the things strategically. But the first thing I'm thinking about is God. I'm thinking about, God, what do you got for me today? What, you know, if it is to be, it's, it's you and me. So who am I going to meet that's exciting? What is it that you have, you know, what's the plan here today? And I just have a little conversation with him before I get up. Uh, Next thing I do is, you know, I get in and do, you know, what I need to do, shower and everything, and then I get right down into my uh, Bible study. And that starts my day off. And that's really how I come into a routine like that. Boy, do I miss it if I don't do that. You know, uh, there's obviously physical exercise. I've got that all planned out. I actually go to a facility every, uh, twice a week, then I walk, you know, during the week. So those are the kind of things. But you know something, Dale, I got to tell you, uh, at my young age of 74, I wish to goodness that I would have had that wisdom when I was a lot younger. <laughs> you know, and let's share, well, with yeah. the, share with the audience, you've got young, you know, you have uh, children, adult children, you have grandchildren now. What kind of wisdom do you share with them about their day and their time? Because they're at a very busy time of life, right? 
Um, I can remember what yeah. it was like when I was, you know, my, my family was young and growing up, and man, we were running all over the place. What kind of wisdom could you give some of our audience out there for that, or people, or or some of our listeners that have grand grandchildren or adult children? Well, you know, I learned this lesson very young because when I was thirteen, I lost a brother who was seventeen at the time, and mm. and and I learned very quickly we may have more than we have, and that's the mistake you don't want to make, and that's what I try to remind them all all the time is that. Use it wisely. Use it, you know, it balance your, your time as much as you can between the things that matter. Put your priorities in mind between work and family and mm-hmm. friendships and the things that matter to you and make sure you plan for those things. And if you do, you know, it's the old saying, plan your work and work your plan. If yeah. you do that, you're going you're gonna to see much better success. I, I have to tell you, one of the biggest mistakes, and I try to share this, you know, with my uh, adult children is, you know, family first, you know, faith first, obviously, yep. faith, but family. Carve out the time for that. And uh, I wish I would have done more of that because I traveled a great deal like you did early in my career and actually through mid-career. And, uh, and it, it, it really took a toll, you know. I went through a marriage and, uh, you know, was estranged from my, my oldest son for many, many years until I got that relationship back. And they actually saw a change in me because that was when I was in my desert years. But, uh, yeah, I, I regret that deeply that I didn't take more time and, and really prioritize family. So I, I admire this younger generation. I think that they've got their heads screwed on straight. I'm seeing more of that, especially with yep. my son and my daughter are really spending more time with their kids. And uh, that's what I really appreciate about what I'm seeing with them. But I don't know if that's pervasive or not. What's, what are you seeing as far as a trend with some of the younger people you're around? No, I'm seeing, I mean, I have so much respect for our kids and, and how they really do value the time they have with their family and their kids. And, and I think that's really great. You know, there's a great quote that, that I've, I've seen so many times, it says, you know, life is like crystal balls and rubber balls, and success depends on which one is which. Crystal balls are your faith, your family, your work, and your country. Everything else is rubber ball. You can drop them, you can let them go. If you keep those four priorities in place, you're going to be, you're going to live a more fruitful life. Yeah, and I, I think one of the struggles we have today with, uh, you know, the Internet, one of my guests that I had on a couple of weeks ago, he had a great phrase because we talked about distraction, and he came up with something yep. I never heard before. He says, you know what the new weapon of mass distraction is, Bob? And I said, why? He said, the cell phone. And boy, yep. is he right. I mean, my goodness. Yep. Um, I've got a little bit of a timer thing on my phone to see how much time I'm actually you know, on the thing. I'm very mindful of that. And it, it's really a great wake-up call. But I think that, would you agree that maybe that's part of an issue with as far as time goes and we're, we're losing some no of this? No question. That an email. Email yeah. in the business world oh. has crushed productivity, no question. Oh, about. man, yeah. So how do you guide people when you're instructing on some of this stuff? You know, because obviously you're getting into it to, you know, to make them more effective and efficient and productive with their time. Uh, what kind of guidance well, do you I give them about lot, those things? I teach a lot of leaders, and I make, I make them mad every time. <laughs> I tell them this, <laughs> but I literally say to them, what you need to do is you need to, if your people are working in a business environment, now, I mean, I work from home nowadays, but right. if you're working in a business environment, what you need to do is make them take their cell phones, put them in a bucket, they get them out of their breaks, like they would normally have a break, because all it is is a distraction for them throughout the course of the day, and it kills productivity. And the yep. ones who agree to it, their productivity triples overnight. Yep. And that's no exaggeration. For the work from home ones, what I, what I do is I teach them to work with their teams in a virtual office setting where you actually get teams to come into a zoom type setting. Everybody's working with their cameras on. So you're, you're still getting that teamwork and that accountability and that interaction. 
so that you don't have people who are just, they're, they're caught in their phones and they're caught in their emails and all they're doing is responding to that and doing nothing else. Because productivity is the worst I've ever seen it in 40 years of business. Yeah, you know, you, there's some great wisdom with that. I'm doing the same thing with some of my clients, especially Zoom and their customer-facing and all that stuff, as to what a distraction, how disrespectful it is for you to be doing other things yep. or multitasking. So I really, really right. press that pretty hard. Also, their presence on camera, too. You know, clean yourself up, you know, and, and also your yep. background and all this stuff. And, and I've got a whole, uh, you know, a list that I'll send out to them that, you know, they can invest, a, you know, a couple hundred bucks and set up a little studio in their house. It ain't going to cost them an arm and a lung, but it's going to look professional, especially with these virtual backgrounds. Right. And, uh, yep. you know, I did that with in, in my home and, you know, you, you can do it. There's no, but you got to elevate the game. And then also, and I had this happen where somebody was sitting there on his phone when we are having a meeting and he's looking down on the phone. I said, you know, I, I just did stop. And I said, am I boring you? And he looked at me and he startled. And I, he, he said, no, 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 Bob, I, I'm just taking notes in here. I said, well, it would have been nice if you would have told me that. Because right now, the message you're sending to me is you're distracted and bored with what, I have, what we're talking about. Yep. And uh, that, that, that hit home, you know. The other thing I do with my, when in the live trainings too, and we make it mandatory, everybody has their camera on now, that, that's mandatory. But also when we have the live meetings, everybody, no electronics. You couldn't have electronic out. Yep. You couldn't have a computer, you right. couldn't have a cell phone, nothing was out. And we're going to spend, you know, sit by the time. And what I can tell you is we got their attention, you know. But again, as you know, with training, you got to make it interesting. You know, you got to make it interactive. Right. Gotta be a, I can't believe we're out of time already. We could talk a whole lot more about this. Thing. Folks, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to thank my special guest, Dale Vermillion of uh, Vermillion Consulting. You've heard some wise things out there today. Get out there and text us again at 312-210-0603 with the keyword mortgage. And the first two that do that are going to earn a copy of Dale's book, Navigating the Mortgage Maze. We're going to be back here next Saturday here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, Faith Marketplace, with another fabulous guest and giving you some other good words of wisdom as to how you bring the kingdom and work together. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.